Grab some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Now, here's Jeff Hunt. Well, howdy, 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 friends. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour, hosted by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. You are in for a real treat this week as we get a chance to hear from some of the most popular speakers at the 2022 Western Conservative Summit. Up first, the president of Colorado Christian University, Dr. Donald Sweeting, on what is a conservative we are in the midst of what some are calling a cultural catastrophe. And so at the beginning of the Western Conservative Summit, it will serve us all well if we clarify what it means to be a conservative at this hour, what we wish to conserve. And my key point this morning is that there is much to conserve. We need a conservative revival, a rediscovery of what it means to be a conservative. So again, I ask, what is a conservative? And sadly, many conservatives have a hard time answering that. Or they latch on to some micro-definition that doesn't really cover it all. It's inadequate. For example, people say a conservative is someone who dislikes the left. True. But what does that mean? William F. Buckley, founder of National Review, said conservatism stands athwart of history yelling, stop! Okay, but what else? Irving Kristol, in a more memorable definition, said a conservative is a person, a liberal, who's been mugged by reality. <laughs> I like that. Actually, conservative can mean different things in different cultures. In Britain, a conservative might be a monarchist, or these days, someone who wants to move to the left, but just not as fast as the Labor Party. In Saudi Arabia, conservative will mean much different things than in the United States. In China, a conservative is someone who wants to preserve Mao's cultural revolution. Some people today describe conservatism as simply a mood or an orientation. Yuval Levine said that uh, conservatism is gratitude for what is good and what works as opposed to outrage for what is bad and broken. Russell Kirk said conservative is a one who believes in permanent things. Well, we're getting closer. Others identify conservatism with the classical liberal political position of our founders in 1776. Well, defining conservative is a lot more difficult than might appear. And it's complicated by the fact that there are different parts of the family. There are liberal conservatives, libertarian conservatives, paleoconservatives, social conservatives, fiscal conservatives, anti-communist conservatives, neoconservatives, and it gets quite confusing. The late philosopher Roger Scruton once explained his conservatism with a story. He said, I was in Paris in 1968 watching the protests from my apartment window, and I realized that building things of value like societies and legal and economic systems and institutions is hard and takes time, while destroying them is very easy and often accomplished in a flash. He said it was then, at that moment, that I realized I was a conservative. In his brand new book, Conservatism, A Rediscovery, Yoram Hazoni offers a compelling account of what it means to be a conservative today. He says that being a conservative cannot primarily be about the pace of change. Rather, he says, it's both a way of understanding and a way of life that leads to human flourishing. I think this is helpful. First of all, conservatism is a way of understanding how we think about the world. But second, it is a way of life. It involves our actions as well. So what do we mean by a way of understanding? He and others, like Russell Kirk, have tried to boil American conservatism down to a handful of 
principles or canons of conservatism. So allow me to briefly identify what I think are six pillars of conservatism today. Pillar one, liberty. Conservatives believe that individuals possess the, life to, the right to life and liberty and property and freedom from oppression by government, as well as the protection of government from outside oppression. For the conservative, freedom is super important, but it's not everything. Conservatives believe in an ordered freedom, an ordered liberty. Pillar number two, virtue, moral goodness. Virtue is necessary for freedom. Our system, capitalism, democracy, our republic depends upon self-government, people being able to govern themselves. So virtue is a necessary condition for the pursuit of freedom, just as liberty is a necessary component to the pursuit of virtue. Freedom must be pursued for the common good. Pillar three, truth. Without truth, a nation perishes. The truth is what sets you free. And conservatives are interested not only in the accumulated wisdom of the past, as is often said, but also in timeless truth that corresponds to reality, including the reality of an enduring moral order. Friends, if there is no truth, there is nothing solid to conserve and no compelling reason to conserve it. If there is no truth, there is nothing solid to tether our politics to. Standards keep shifting, everything's up for grabs, and so conservatives have been interested in conserving truth. Pillar four, mediating institutions or foundational institutions that stand between the individual and the government, such as marriage, family, school, church, civic organizations. These structures are what make human flourishing possible and help nurture a conservative disposition. They must be given the freedom to thrive and re be respected by the government so they can carry out their important work. Pillar five, the rule of law. A government of laws and not men helps secure justice. Conservatives have a realism about the human condition. We believe it's important to have a legal system that's predictable, just, in which both the governors and the governed are subject to the same law. And this rule of law promotes prosperity and protects liberty. And then finally, pillar six, belief in God. And although some conservatives speak more gener generically about a transcendent order, but there is an ultimate ground for justice and virtue and truth and charity that transcends politics but sets the standard for politics. The state is not God. Let me say that again in our time. This is important for us to hear. The state is not God. It's subject to God. It's subject to God, and that is why government must be limited. And so conservatives have a respect for religion, God, and the Bible, and the realization that we were not founded as a radically secular nation. Yet there is a belief in religious toleration to views that don't endanger the integrity and well-being of the nation as a whole. So these are six pillars of conservatism for today. And of course, that's not all that conservatives believe. I could mention human dignity free markets, strong defense, compassion for the poor, the idea that in this world there are no utopias. However, for brevity's sake, I've enumerated six fundamental conservative pillars believed by most conservatives. But Yoram Hazoni reminds us that being conservative is not only about a way of understanding the world, it's also, and this is so important, about a way of life. Conservative beliefs and critiques of the left, they're important, but they're not enough. 
Hazoni says we must live a conservative life. In other words, don't just be a political conservative, be a personal conservative. And he says conservatism begins at home. And if we ever overlook that, that dimension of a conservative revival, we may undermine everything else that we're doing. So what does it mean to live a conservative life? Hazoni, who is Jewish, not a Christian, is straightforward. And so he advises the reader, keep a Sabbath to preserve your soul. Return to church or synagogue so that you can nurture your faith. Preserve the lifelong bond of marriage between a man and a woman. And read the Bible, he says. Now these are his words, not the words of an evangelical pastor. And I might add that if we ever hope to restore the social and moral foundations of our society, if we ever hope to rebuild the culture where it has crumbled, then we must become a lot more intentional about having children and passing on this way of life to them. We must hand down the tradition to the next generation. And for families, this means mealtime conversations, educating them in faith, morals, and manners, teaching music, reading to them, telling our nation's stories, planting gardens, raising animals. But it also means supporting institutions that nurture a conservative disposition. It means turbocharging the growth of alternative schools, charter schools, the classical school movement, faith-based schools, and universities where there is still a commitment to hand down the Western spiritual and intellectual tradition, and of course, supporting schools like Colorado Christian University. They need your support. But friends, contrary to popular opinion, conservatism does not necessarily coincide with one political party. These days, some think it's identical to the Republican Party in the US or the Tory party in Britain. But when those parties go with the flow and promote big government and runaway deficits and reject fiscal discipline or reject constitutionalism or go wobbly on social issues like the sanctity of life or are no longer willing to argue for lifelong marriage between a man and a woman, they are not conserving what is fundamental to human flourishing. And when they give in to raw power and malice or completely overlook the importance of character, they are not being conservative either. So we at Colorado Christian University acknowledge the limits of conservatism. American conservatism is a political philosophy and as such it is a, hear me, partial philosophy of life describing how a system should be ordered, the best way to order that system. But conservatism is not the gospel, just as um, the America that I, I love is not the kingdom of God. And Christianity, of course, is much bigger than conservatism. While I'm a political conservative, I am first and foremost a Christian. Nevertheless, with Hazoni, who is Jewish, I believe that the conservative way of understanding and a conservative way of life, as I've outlined it, do lead to human flourishing and is what we need. And so friends and fellow conservatives gather today at this cultural moment, at this critical moment, we need more than the usual political strategies that we've tried in the past. Simply railing against the left is not enough. Hazoni calls his readers to actually, quote, repent and return, unquote, to something more basic, to not only be clear about what it means to be a conservative, but to rediscover it and then to live it out. And you know what? I can't help but think that he is right. I can't help but think that we have work to do and that this is the conservative revival that we truly need. Thank you very much and may God bless America.